Hey guys, welcome to another episode. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. Before we get into it, Mateo and I are just going to tell you about some upcoming shows we have. I have a few weddings in May, which are taking over my weekends, but on I'm really excited about this one. May 26th, because I'll be in Portland, Oregon for a wedding, so May 26th, I'm coming in early, and I'm going to be at the Helium Comedy Club, and I love performing in Portland, so get your tickets for that at immawilman.com. That's May 26th, and then June 3rd, I'll be in Orlando, Florida as part of their Gay Pride. I don't have the <gasps> tickets for that up on my website. You're gay. But I'm going to be putting them up soon, and then... And on June 10th and 11th, I will be at the Improv in Denver, Colorado. With And then I will be on the, uh, oh God, I don't know the other dates. I've got other dates coming up, but those are the main ones. I've got a bunch of dates in July, but I'll promote those later. Hey, everyone. So if you want to see me, I will be at uh, Zany's Nashville, Tennessee, May 20th and 21st. Also, the Minneapolis Comedy Festival, June 17th. Tickets are on sale, and that show's almost sold out, so you need to get tickets now. Also, June 24th and 25th, I think one show left at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, California. And the Miami Improv, July 22nd and 23rd. Go to MateoLaneComedy.com for more tickets. Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Closet. As always, I'm Emma Wilman here with... Do you think we're falling apart every Mateo time? Mateo Lane, every everybody. Every time we see each other, you and I are both talking about our physical ailments to one another. You know, who knows? I think that's what people do when they... It's a, It's like the New York way of catching We're up. sort of like a, a married relationship. We're sort of like, you're the longest relationship I think I've ever had. Me too. Isn't that crazy? Well, wait, that's definitely not true, actually. No, that's the, that's I bet, the longest. I, I bet you've had friends that have lo- as long as I I mean, have. in terms of like, okay, not friendships, but like this is a working relationship. Yes, totally. Which is really close to like dating someone, which yes. I think shows if we dated, if you and I dated, which we've talked about sure. how, you know, if we had to procreate, I'd have to right. come on a rock and leave you Oh, you would, you're exactly, months. literally my, my, I mean, like, literally my, what my type is. But like we could work. A, yeah, absolutely. We could work. It's 100%. I pound you out, I promise, if yeah. you want it, if you're interested. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I think, if, I think totally. How would you, t- like, if we had, like, a night, like, we went on a date, and it went really well, you know, how would that look? Like, if it was like, like, how would you put the moves on me? I would just want you to feel really, like, respected, and I'd be really... But I don't want to be respected. Well, I mean, at dinner. Okay, fine. Well, we're over dinner. So we're going to my house now. No, no, we're going to go to your house. Okay. And it's the first date? No, we've been, this is like our fifth date. We're now really getting into it, but we've already really started set. Like the sexting has gotten great. Heavy. So now promises have to be kept after okay. this dinner. A pro- I remember I, the, I had a friend who had a joke where she was talking about with sexting. She was like, no one. She was like, what is it? I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, no, the problem with sexing is you say all these things that then you can't like live up to. So I guess after we had dinner, if we. Been- first of all, where did we go to dinner? Um, usually the women that I'm with, like, have, are more foodies than I am. And I'm, I, the, as a, in this relationship, I know more about the food. Yeah, but then I'll usually, and, but then because of that, they're used to always, like, having to make reservations and do the footwork in their friend group. So I'll usually, like, make a reservation at a place that they've, like, mentioned or they like or did whatever. Did you pay or did I? Me. Okay. Of course. So you're really so you're very okay. So now over we've been sexting. my dead 
body would you pay? There'd okay. be no, there's literally, you're a, there's no way. And, and I'm douched, I'm ready to go. I would also, I like would make sure the chair's pulled out for you. Cause in the beginning I'm trying to really be on my best behavior. So I'd make sure to get there earlier for you. I bring you like, one flower that I like, I'd bring you a flower or we something like that. You can't bring a flower to the date cause we already look gay and weird enough. If you it is what a it is. The gate, if, I mean, it would be, okay, so we ate food, I ate light. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and um, so now we're back at your place. So we open the door. I'd say, "Sorry, my suitcase is in the way." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you'd say, "Why isn't your door locked?" And I go, eh, "I forgot my key." Yeah, yeah. The bigger question is, where are my teeth? Yeah. Um, no, I, I bring you into my place, and probably the. Mo- I'm trying to think back. I've been. I would probably say if we had dinner that I wanted to like make you dessert or something, and then I would say, you know what? I tried to make you dessert. I didn't feel like. Anything to do like justice, so I actually went to some like go to some fancy like d- gelato place and get make you s- have you sit in the it's, couch. It's fascinating because if if you were a gay man, we have already been talking about how far your dick is in my ass, and and I love that you're like, well, I would make you deserve. Well, the, the plan is to do that, and once you're on the couch, when I'm doing that, then you, once we're sitting on the couch, then we'd start like hooking up and Got fooling it. around, and then you'd make the first move. Of course. One time I hooked up with this, um, he was in the Magic Mike show and he, we hooked up and he, this is in Vegas years ago and he found me and gave me his number and then I called him and he invited me to his house and he made me watch three episodes of Charmed before we hooked up. Oof. It's three... not, it doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I remember that. I had that one time too. It was this girl I was dating in Boston years and years and years ago and like I had like gone up to Boston to see her and she was like, oh, I like to watch TV after I get off of work. And I was kind of like, what? Which is totally fine. I get that. But I was like, I just traveled all this way. And then we had to watch like, I think it was four episodes of some MTV show. And then we went out to dinner and I was like, no, 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 no. This is, this is, that's like a move you do later in a relationship. Like that's to me of all the things to do. Like what if that was, that's his one night with you? He's watching something like that's crazy to me. Yeah. He was like, Hey, come on in. Uh, do you want to smoke some weed? And I was like, no, no, no thanks. I don't smoke weed. He's like, okay. He's like, well, uh, do, do you want to watch charmed? No, and I was like, um, absolutely not. You know, and I don't like, I like the idea of like witches and women and witchcraft, like on TV, no. like those storylines and stuff. No. Like I loved Wanda. It doesn't Vision, matter but... even if it's a show you absolutely love. This is your first time meeting someone. Well, I also met him stripping. Like he was at the Magic Mike show, like right. just like abs out, like, like, like dry humping people's faces. Sure. And, and then. Then he's like, "Do you want to watch Charmed?" And I was like, w- w- "Why don't we just watch the Reading Rainbow? Like, right. what what is this? What kind of weird, bizarre shit are the you into, buddy?" Great. Well, also, it's like you've come over to his place. That's a signal that like you're there to like hook up. So it's kind of like let's yeah, like get to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's. I wasn't strange. there to watch Charmed. Imagine if you were. Yeah. I mean. Um, but so M- Mateo and I, do you want to do a little bit of like a recap? Yeah, because I have so much. We've had a lot there. of things have happened. Yeah. I, do you want me to start or do you want to start? You can start. Do you want to start from since the last time we did the, do you want to start, what is it, chronological order I... or back, back now, present day to past or past to present? This, <laughs> we're watching Back to the Future. I didn't just confuse myself. <laughs> I got confused too. Well, what's today? Today's Tuesday, May 3rd. Yes. So this will come out Thursday, May Yeah. And okay, so since then, um, I got to perform at Radio City. Amazing. Actually, that's a whole thing I could break down. With Andrew Schultz? Yeah. You told us about that. No, that hadn't happened yet. I'm 98% sure. I think I told you I was 
doing it, but I had not done oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk. 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 Yeah. Talk. I said. Well, maybe I. I'd saying. Well, okay. A couple things happened, so I'll just sort of break it down, and then we can go into each one. Mm-hmm. I. I had the night of my life singing New York, New York for 12,000 people. Yep. And it, there was a 40-piece choir that rose from the rafters behind me wow. to sing Alicia Keys in the middle of – so I would go, it's up to you, New York, New York. And then they all raised from the rafters, New York. Wow. Da, 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 da. It was incredible. Have you ever sang in front of that many people before? Um, No. It's a lot of people because we did, did two shows back to back compared to doing comedy in front of that many people. Did you? So I was so excited. I actually cried on my way there. Because did you want to do comedy? Was some part of you like I want to sleep? No, 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 no. 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 I okay. was very happy to sing. Okay. Sinatra. The thing is with that, like, not to get too sentimental because I do have funny stories after this. But Andrew has changed my life and career mm. like one eighty. Like he, I can't even describe. Like he's that's, completely changed my. And life. do you feel like that's what's helped been such a social media boost? It's everything. It, it was him when so like a year ago around this time I had written the script for two years. We'd taken it out. We had a producer. Oh everyone my, said no. That's literally where I, I am now. We've been pitching it around. Pitching it. Everyone and said no. I had my Netflix hour that I wanted to get. They said no. Yeah. HBO said no. And I just I was auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. No, 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 no. And I right. kind of was like at this moment in my life where I'm like, I just feel like I don't know where to go or what to do, and I feel very frustrated playing, trying to play the game. Right. And all I could think of was how Andrew Schultz was like the first comic out of all of us. If you could imagine all the comedians like in a Western saloon mm-hmm. hanging out, and then Andrew one day is like, I'll be back. Totally. He's like, I'm going to go. You know, he like sussed out the situation. He's like, I'm going to go for a walk. And I wish he would put a cease and desist on standbooks. I wish you would do an official announcement saying, hey, guys, not every clip needs to be posted on social media all the time because now it's like everybody is following his model but a lot of like people will post like like if someone could be like super green or whatever and then they're posting I don't know about your feed but my feed is like flooded it's all stand up my pitch. feed is Mariah Carey high notes pasta and men's asses okay so maybe maybe I need to redo my <laughs> algorithm because now mine is <laughs> like your there's like eight it's all it used to just be like very like curated great clips there are still is some of that but then you well, know, anyway, so I, I, I he remember, took a walk. So he he left and came back with riches and was yes. like, "I figured it out." And it was it's an admirable to watch someone say they're going to do something and do it. Oh, and, it's such a rare thing. And I I was so I'm at this point. I'm like, I I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to make money. I can't book anything. Like, no tickets were selling on the road. I this just, was a year ago or two year years ago? ago. This is a year ago. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that it was that I I thought I guess I was like I I didn't realize that I thought this was like three years ago. No, or this two. is a year ago where wow. everything that was like up. But also a we were in no. COVID, so it would have been well June. Yeah, we're in May, so this is right. June when I okay. called him because it was like we were starting to go on the road again, right. and so and so I called him up. Actually, at first I texted him, kind of. I mean, we know each other and like each other, but we hadn't had like we did girl code and guy code mm-hmm. together. So I just texted him. I think as I never ask for help, and I, right. it's a good sign that I think people. Also, maybe respect me because if I ask for something, like the response was very sure. Good. So I I messaged him and just said, "Hey, are you free to talk sometime?" He like immediately wrote back and said, "Tomorrow, what time?" And That's I great. said, "I was in Italy," and I said, "Okay, um, does two p.m. your time work?" He goes, two p.m. I'll see you." He had a two and a half hour conversation with me. Basically, was like take control of your own life. Don't listen to anybody else. I can show you how to do it. I can tell you know because he was like you've got something unique to show the world, and you're right. trying to play this game that just doesn't. Who cares what other people think of you? You're in control of your own life, right. which I. It's so funny. It's like under your nose. You just don't 
quite realize it. And there's a reason for that because people, uh, there's whole, and for this applies for any industry. So if you're listening and you're like, whatever job you're in, you know, the whole people are creating, I'm trying to use a different word for, than algorithm, but there's all these like institutions and structures that are of like middlemen and people that to make it so you're not doing that. Like, of course you're not thinking you can do that because we've like been in a thing where it's like, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. Like it, it almost like there's so many things to make it so we don't feel like we have control because it, the less control you have, the easier it is for people to you need to need other people and then mm. gives them power, which it gives them what it could be resources, literally whatever. But like anything you're in, if you are like, I'm going to learn how to do, because I think there's people that are like, I don't know how to do something and I can't do it. And there's people like, I don't know how to do it. I'm going to well, figure also, it out. It's all, yeah. It's also about like living in invisible boundaries, mm -hmm. not taking chances on yourself and trying to play a game, which like the whole reason we did stand up is to play against the script. And so when, but, and even if you're, or any type of entrepreneur or whatever, yeah. you know, you could be, or even if it, it's make me even think of if someone's in a relationship that's unhealthy, trying to make that work, it's like you can make the changes that, and you deserve it. We sound like we're uh, like reading the, what's that book that was, that Oprah kept hawking that was terrible, The Secret. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, put it on a vision board oh and this God. and they had all these like shitty experts like, <laughs> I know astrology and it's like, what is this bullshit we're hawking I right was, now? I don't know if you think this is any truth and I want to go back to what you're saying, but as a side note, I was talking about manifestation with my girlfriend the other day and she goes, there's a direct correlation between how privileged you are and how much you believe in manifestation. And I was like, <laughs> what and she was like and she was like you know i've never been like manifest manifest she's like because i don't just think the universe is gonna if i think of something the universe will make it appear and i was like well that's not how manifestation works <laughs> sounds like we're in witchcraft but sounds i like was we're watching charmed i was like you have to think it before you can do it but so just food for thought but that's it. true but, but yeah. anyway so, so he, he I, I took all of his advice i'm also some if someone hands me their hand i reach back i never yes. take advice and run away yes. from it. I've, there's so many times people have asked me for advice and i've given them such good advice and they just run in the opposite direction wow. which is fine yeah you know what i mean but like not everyone ha but it's Mateo, like mateo i couldn't relate more yeah i couldn't relate and it's it's actually affected like a friendship or two before because i've had friends that have been like how do i do this how do i do this and they've been t and it used to be we would co-sign each other and this is hard or i don't know how to do it and then in the past two years i've been like i'm gonna fucking learn and it sucks but then now i'm like i'll like forward hey i learned this hey i learned this here's how i did this here's how i did this and I'm like, you're not doing any of the things. Like, not one of the things. <laughs> and then, sometimes people just want to be told things and they don't want to do things. And which the, is... there was a while where I was like, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. And I, and I would literally be like, this sucks. Like, this sucks to do. It's hard. Yeah. Here's how you do it. And then still not doing any of it. Well, a after that, I st I was like, okay, I'm going to make videos. So I, I started cutting up my stand-up. And it's very vulnerable, but I started doing it. And then out of the blue, he texted me and said... Can you come on my podcast tomorrow? Now, let me ask you why and, the vulnerable. Will you do expand more and, on that? What do you think well, is let me, vulnerable? Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll make it okay. Let me get to Andrew and then I'll get to okay. Paul because I actually I, I'm glad you said that because I actually have to talk about that vulnerability because yes. of something that happened to me. Okay, like two years ago, maybe like three years ago. We'll, we'll do I'll Andrew save first my questions till the end no, of the no, 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 no. I, I, that's a great question because actually this is something I want to talk about with you anyway. Well, perfect timing because we're going to take a break. Hi, good job, Emma. <laughs> And we are back. Thank you guys so much. Also, as a quick note, anything that we sponsor, we've tried. We believe in it. So go out and put it up your butt. I love you, Emma. 
So I, I mean, not uh, don't everything. put keeps up your butt. Not but, everything. But anyway, so Athletic Andrew had, had me on his podcast, and he really set me up for success. He asked me great questions. It was inquisitive. It was funny. And the next day, I woke up with 20,000 new followers. Woo! What was your count at when before you went on the show? I was around 200,000. Which is pretty freaking great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then he said, okay, every time you do a reel, send it to me, and I'll correct it for you. And I was like, Ooh. I was like okay. And so I would make a reel. And I would send it to him and he would say, fix this, fix that. Oh my God, what would he say to fix? Just little stuff that I wouldn't even notice. Like you need to put your, the captions need to be over here. They need to be smaller over here. You need to have the cover like this. You need to make sure this is that. Like you need to make sure that, you know, the picture of you doing standup is the cover. You need to make sure you have a title that's going to grab people's opinions. You need to make sure that you have like not a million hashtags. You need to make sure that it's like clear, don't have the watermark. Like all this stuff I wouldn't have cared or thought about. Interesting. Also, Mateo had been telling me this stuff a couple weeks ago about like some of these uh these social media tips and i actually i started i think it's been two weeks since i've been doing them and i just got i don't usually focus on instagram at all i'm at ninety thousand, but it went up like five thousand since you told Mm. me to do that because you have to remember like with social media too like the part of it is people also want to look at something pretty nice right it can't just be you know comics were so focused on the writing of the joke I guarantee you most people are not as focused as the the joke. So you have to sacrifice some of it in order to send them like a preview of your set. Sure. Right? So it's like make it something easy. For, not all my videos look great. Like if you look at my first ones, it's like I'm like I'm you, I could be Bigfoot. But um, but, th- but that was it. Andrew, mm-hmm. Andrew taught me how to do it. And I did exactly what he said. I don't do a million reels a week. I do one or two. And then I do a few photos. And so I just am like I guess what I'm trying to say is like. I want to thank him because sure. it really turned my life around. And then this week or last week, he was like, can you sing for me at Radio City? I've been singing in New York, New York. My uncle Mike, we can call him, has dragged me from every Italian restaurant or place with a piano since I was 14 and making me sing that goddamn song. I don't even know how it goes besides New the, York. I know that part. And when I was on my way to Radio City, looking at the Empire State Building, rehearsing the lyrics for New York, New York, I was like, I'm like, I was so emotional. Surreal. Yeah. And the show was amazing. And then, um, it just was an awesome celebration. So I, I guess that's my thanks to Andrew Schultz. But sure. I do want to talk about vulnerability. Yeah. I was, how do you feel about posting your clips online? Do you feel there's any kind of vulnerability with it? Or do you feel like? I think it's, I think in the, I think way back, I think when I first started doing it, I was like, oh my God, this feels a little weird. But now, now I think it's like fun. It's like a fun thing to share to then. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing sometimes, now I really try to post more, like, crowd work much more than jokes because I was like I want to make sure that there's still like a surprise element to some of the material yeah that's I'm like Which is, I'm finding that I'm like oh god I can't dip into my hour because like, right it's hard because <laughs> I so much material I had posted there like because now sometimes too like when people come I'll be like, okay, their majority of them are coming from TikTok, like which is crowd work. But I post a Didn't lot you of sell out last weekend. I did for the first time. See? It was all from TikTok. There you go. And it was so and Instagram ninety thousand Insta- is a big number. Instagram a little bit. It was all. It was from. It was funny because I you know TikTok is younger, so I could see like it was like. Twelve-year-olds like, just sitting was, there with the braces, like he's my hero. It's about twenty-year-old, I would say, but it was like interesting. I said Twelve, Emma. I know, but oh, they were, uh, but about to, they're closer to twenty. <laughs> and I got a couple messages from people being like, "Hey, if it says twenty-one on the club website, my girl, like I, when my girlfriend's nineteen or I'm seventeen or whatever, and they could come, they just couldn't drink, obviously." My aunt is at home doing La Jolla, 
uh, it's basically San Diego at the end of June, which I by love the way, San Diego. we sold out. That's um, amazing. They, my aunt said, "Oh, can I, my goddaughter, my my niece uh, Mia." Uh, they were like, can they, what, niece, second cousin, whatever. Can you, can they come to the show? And I was like, no, no. They're like 14 and 12. Like, they're absolutely not coming to the show. Right. She's like, come on, can't we sneak? I said, Christy, let me tell you this right now. My goddaughter does not need to watch me talk about anal. Right. Like, she's not coming to the show. Absolutely. I was like, but we can meet before and get dinner. Get right. Pasta and pizza somewhere. I said that to my sister, too, because my sister was coming to the 630 show on Saturday. And I and she was like, oh, like, we didn't sleep last night. Like, maybe we're trying to. F-. And I was like, I was like, here's the thing. I was like, I'd rather have dinner with you because they were like so apologetic. And I was like, I'd actually I was like, I don't get to see you when we have the show. I was like, I would like to see you and hear how you're doing. But. We can't do that if you're watching me like fucking talk about my teeth on stage. <laughs> like it's like so. But then they did end up coming to the show, and then I like was able to see them. But it's you know like I wouldn't. I, you don't get to catch up when you're performing. I I think in terms of like vulnerability, it's so funny you said that because I was just talking about this the other day. But it's it's years ago when I was on Twitter. Still, I remember we were doing. Remember we were doing that comedy Cent- comedy central seller show. Where it was like mm-hmm. we had weekly topics. They would literally give us a topic the day before and like write a two minute joke on it. That felt more vulnerable to me because I felt like I had less time to prep. Right. We didn't yeah, have time yeah, to work out yeah. the jokes. Mm-hmm. So the one joke I did, they gave me the topic. Well, they had four topics and one of them was Mike Pence. So I was the only gay on the lineup. So I thought, all right, I'll just, I'll, you know, I remember like when Mike Pence got into office, a lot of gays were talking about what would happen if we went to prison. Like that seemed to be like the hack joke going around. So I came up with a joke. Keep in mind, we had less than 24 hours to come up with these jokes. I've seen, I saw your joke. I thought it was funny. And I've seen people do funny jokes about it. Yeah. I said yeah. If, we, if I was sent to prison, gay prison, like a gay Guantanamo Bay, I said I would reenact – all the gays would just reenact the um, musical scene from Chicago, like pop shit, Cicero. Right. Kind of dumb and hacky, you know what I mean? Whatever, but, but whatever. I think it also probably just think of you might be thinking that because maybe if you got negative comments from it, but I mean, it, well, I didn't, so I never post my stuff. And, and right. so on Twitter, I'm like, I guess I'll post this joke. I, I never post my material, so I posted it. And at first, I got a huge response, and people were really laughing. And then, um, a queer blogger got hold of it and then wrote an article tagging me saying that I was dangerous to gay men and that I support gay men going to prison. And then it's I psychopath. got bombed. Bombarded right. by all these gay people being like, "Wow, you're dangerous, and you're you're the problem." And then like they were sending me articles of gay men dying in prison, and then it was like articles about Uganda and articles about like other countries. And I was like, you know, like I'm not saying we're being dramatic about this. Like we are gay. We do have a flair you for drama. You said it, and you you you're like, I said it at a comedy club. If you if you were the checkout girl. At- <laughs> Starbucks and you said it, it'd be different. You know what I mean? Drag him. Like if you were at if you were literally the HR person at the guy's company, bloggers, desperatebloggers.com and you went up to him and said, gay men, if they were in prison, should be doing this. Fucking dragger. But since you were saying it at a place where the social contract is that you're kidding, it turns on the blogger where it's like the critique can either be, hey, you think something doesn't apply to you, or say you comment on the performance, or if you think something's well-written, or something like that. Comment on that. But then saying, taking something literally in the social contract of a comedy club, to me, makes the person look silly. Yeah, but isn't that, by the way, I would want you as my lawyer. Um, you're great. Appreciate it. I've been I'm... watching a lot of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard <laughs> case, too. I ask if you're watching the Johnny oh, yeah. Depp Amber But you're right, because you know what? It's like... 
It's it, well. First of all, I was serving some kind of agenda for him, right? Like they obviously right. had an agenda. They've got. They also have a job to do where they take salacious topics and queer, queer themed, and then they get to expose it and look smart and look above it all. And, and that's the easiest thing to grab too, because you're taking someone who's kidding and then taking it literally. So then, of course, it seems ridiculous of you to say because you were saying it in an environment where. You were joking, and a joke is heightened. Well, well, it also means that, like, in the same breath that my joke about how I want Lindsay Lohan to be president is also should be taken Exactly. Seriously. That's in, right. Exactly. Which exactly. I think she should be. Yeah. And he is being 100% serious. I, like, it's like, <laughs> you know. That, that destroyed me because I hadn't been exposed I like know, that. And it's hurt. I think and it's I deleted more, Twitter it's hurt, for it, it. It is hurtful, especially, I don't know if you find this, if it is, like, another queer person doing the critique. Well, that do- that doesn't shock me. I think we have a history of attacking each other because of there's Ugh, a lot of... It, lot of unhealed trauma let's just say right. within the community but um hopefully we're getting past that but that's why i didn't that's when you said vulnerable it's really funny you said it because i didn't post my jokes for such a long time mm. because of that reason because i thought i'm gonna be attacked and not understood and right. i found the opposite right i have found many people have been very positive and actually now when people do say negative things i have a tougher skin i'm kind of like absolutely i don't like my pharmacist joke i was like i don't care especially when you believe in something because you're like if you believe in something then it's like no i'm i'll stand behind it and the people that like it i remember years ago i watched this interview with diddy and this is years ago and he was like he was like i do things for the people that respond positively to it and work on it from that and he was like and some people are going to get this and some people won't he's like but just keep doing your thing and then finding people that will respond to it and then have people you trust to give you critical feedback like lenny bruce wrote joan rivers a message when she was bombing at a nightclub before she became famous he wrote her a message that just said that uh you're right they're wrong oh wow and she's like i held on to it forever and and also it's like Great, because what what would have happened if she just stopped? And, stopped, and I mean, you know that going in, like you're gonna have good shows and bad shows, and there's a lot of variables going on. But it's I, there was this. I remember I did an interview with this woman, and it was for a, a like a lesbian magazine. Were we we that was us, and she hated our specials. Yeah, and it was so weird too because she asked to interview us, and we did the interview, and then she completely yeah. Like dragged us through the mud, and it was so weird because I remember. I think, bitch. I don't know if it was the same. <laughs> it was the. I remember what was weird about it was. I remember one. I must have talked to her also one on one because I remember she was being so friendly. Yeah, that's the other thing. She was so so nice. Rebecca, like like you. Uh huh. She was being so friendly, and I remember being like, "Wow, that was so nice." Like it was really nice to be. Um, I was like, I, 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 I had kind of like been nervous about being interviewed by like a lesbian before. And then I was like, and since then, now I'm like, wait, people are people. Some lesbians be nice, some won't. Like, what? Like, I've had whatever. But this was the first one. And then she was so nice. And then the article was just fucking brutal. She was like, they both grab for low hanging fruit. Yeah. They this and that. And I was like, oh my God. Right, she's was, literally and, and a low-hanging fruit. She was a liar. Fruit. She was talking to us like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are so funny." Right. Blah blah blah. And we're like, "Oh, what thanks. was her name? Trish." Um, I don't remember. I don't something remember. Um, insufferable bitch. Something. It was one of those like wannabe, like uh, like, like wannabe, just wannabe nightclub promote. There's something special to me about yeah, like a I forget. Um, but, but yeah. But anyways, and then I got COVID this week. So I was supposed to shoot inside Amy Schumer, and then I had to cancel. It was a Sunday night. I tested positive. I was like, I woke up Sunday, and I was like, oh boy. And then that night, I was like, I was on the phone with Rosebud, and I was like, I think I need. I called you. Yeah. I was like, Do you have any at home tests? And you right. were like, I. 
I had just <laughs> taken I love some. Emma. Emma's like, listen, I got some. They're packed away. But look, if you really need it, you come by in the morning. I'll get them for you. This, like, I love. You're so my uncle Mike. Yeah. I love you so. much. I said I'd bring it to you. In yeah, the morning and I was like, that, oh, yeah. don't. But I, thanks to you, I didn't know that I could get an at-home test at mm. CVS. So I just walked into CVS and I said, can I get an at-home test? They're like, sure. I took home two, both. I mean, when it came positive. I sent you all my test yeah, results. Yeah, it's like when you get a hard line because I got a – I also – I think it was like a, the day before, day later I had gotten – because I was having bad allergies and then you I were, took the test. You were not test. feeling well when we did our last podcast but together. I was, but you weren't – you were negative. W- I was negative because yeah. I was taking the test because I was like – had allergies, which is like a lot of like overlapping symptoms. So then I, I was taking a test like every day or every other day and it was always negative, 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 negative. And then I took it – one day and it was positive and I was because I hadn't had COVID before and I was like oh shit and then it was ne- strong negative for two days and then on third day it was I mean strong positive for two days and then on the third day it was negative fourth day negative and it was like so I, I'm surprised I, I didn't know it could go in and out of your system like that yeah that I mean I I tested positive Sunday night and I was supposed to go Tuesday that Tuesday to get um, tested on set and my agent was like well you know. There, it's going through people really quickly. So Tuesday morning, I went to get a PCR, still positive. I was like, well, that stinks. But then Thursday, negative. I took four tests Thursday, negative, negative, negative. And then Friday, negative. And my, I talked to my agent. She's like, well, you can go to Moon Tower if you've tested negative. And I felt fine at that point. Moon Tower is co- a so comedy festival. I went awesome. to, I was like, all right, I went to Moon Tower and still tested negative. I was like, it's so crazy. It just was in and out. How sick did you feel compared to other times you got it? Way, way less sick. Okay. Like not even like I wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a blip like if there was if covid wasn't happening i wouldn't even have thought of it twice really about it. i could have gone to the gym i felt sicker than i did when it was the allergies like i was like i was like t- tired and i yeah. felt nauseous and i did have though before when i woke up for that friday i had so much fluid in my ear mm. that i was dizzy so then i had to go on st- <laughs> i had to take prednisone and I was kind of confronting people right and left. I had some issues at Moon Tower. What is Pretrazone? It's a type of steroid. Uh, I took three one day and then two the next day and one the next day. But, but like it made me like like I felt like a little like. <sighs> well, yes. Yeah, so my friend Ian, who's a bodybuilder, I'll say to him, I'm, I was I said before I was like I don't know like I think I'm feeling I, I track my period because I get so hormonal before. It's a was, different type. It's not that type of steroid. It's no, not I know like that. Muscle- <laughs> But oh well, he said for his, the steroids that he does take he, that it makes him like. Rrr. Actually, this is another reason why I love Emma let's so tell much. It on, let's tell it on the next episode. Oh, are we at? Well, yes, we are. Well, we can do five more minutes. We can end on this. Can... You don't want to leave a cliffhanger for the next one? I don't think it's that good of a cliffhanger. It's not that it's good just of a cliffhanger. A, it's a love. It's an appreciation post. It's for a you. mediocre. You guys tune in to the next episode for a mediocre cliffhanger, or the cliffhangers now. But we I don't want to build the story up too much. We'll wait for the we'll wait for the next one. <laughs> we'll do it next one. Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.